morning. Welcome, Catalyst. Glad you're here and happy Harvest Fest Day. Happy Harvest Fest Day. You know, you might think Harvest Fest. What is Harvest Fest, right? Because people mostly traditionally celebrate Halloween. You know, scholars believe that Halloween or the or origins of Halloween started about 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years ago with the Celtics, right? And they had a festival called Spe the Festival of Samhain. At this festival, they would present offerings to their gods. And they actually believed that during this season, it was like a magical time where the barrier between the spiritual realm and the physical realm was like suspended or broken during this season. So what that meant was that they could actually engage and interact with the dead during this time. And so from that, you know, we got all these other traditions. And um, basically, a lot of the traditions revolve around very gruesome things, right? Or, or the dead, right? The dead. And the reason why we're here at Catalyst and many other churches have kind of changed or altered or decided instead of celebrating Halloween, we would celebrate kind of like this harvest celebration. It's because, as you know, right, many of the images, the pictures, the costumes these days associated with Halloween are, are very dark, right? Very dark, really evil images, right? Ghosts, goblins, witches, right, demons. And so, you know, we thought, why should we be celebrating those things? Why should we be acknowledging those things? In fact, I was with my wife, Dale. We were at um, Party City the other day. She had to get some stuff for a party. And then I thought, oh, there was like this wall of like all these masks and they were like ugly bloody gruesome masks and i go oh i'll take that picture and then i'll show it on sunday and i, I thought the kids were going to be in there and they asked her hey does, do you think i should show this picture she goes, you can't show that picture right it's all these ugly gruesome scary looking things and that's what we associate with with halloween right that's it but there is, I think, one good thing that comes out of Halloween or this time. It's, it makes us aware that there is a spiritual realm. It makes us aware that there is this realm outside of the physical realm which we live, outside of the things we can see, touch, taste, right? There is this other realm, this spiritual realm out there. You know, the other day I was, I was talking to this, this guy, 20-something-year-old um, guy, and he was telling me about this experience he had with his friends. He said they went to, late at night, there was this place, and I don't, know, I don't remember the place, but it was like a high place. So it was someplace in Southern California in the hills where it was this high place, and it was known to be kind of like haunted or weird things go happen there. And so he and his friends, they said, we're, we're going to go check it out. So about half a dozen of his buddies, they go late at night. 
they check it out, and then they had to park their car, there's a gate, they go through the gate, and there's this dirt path up to this, the top of this hill. And then he said while they were walking, he said they heard something. They heard something, and then they saw something. It was like this, this thing, this dark thing. They couldn't get to it, but they just would see it darting around. And then they went to the top of the hill, and then he said, some of the guys stopped. They go, we're, we're heading back. But he and a couple guys, they went to the top, and they said, there was something there. There was some kind of dark, evil presence that, that they felt, and they, they actually saw something. And then they ran down that hill, and, they ran, and, they, and actually, he said, one of his friends, to this day, and that was years ago, he's had like lasting effects from that encounter, from that encounter. You know, when, as I talk to people, as I talk to people and, you know, I know people get prayer or talk to them and if we start getting into like spiritual things, there's many, I bet many of you have actually had like spiritual encounters. But you know what they, usually they tell me? Oh yeah, I, I haven't told anyone or have I don't tell people why. Because they'll think I'm crazy, right? So everyone's walking around having had these like spiritual encounters, these weird things, but they no one wants to tell anyone because everyone thinks that everyone's gonna think we're crazy. Well, I think everyone's kind of crazy because those things really exist. Those things really exist. You know, some people, I, I know they, they have things, night, they call them night terrors in their sleep where they wake up and they, they can't move, they can't talk, they feel pinned down, they feel a weight on them. There's all kinds of things out there, right? Because the spiritual realm is real. It's real. I re well, I'm not going to, I was just going to, when I was younger, right, foolish and younger, we engaged in some things that I've had to since uh, later on repent for and say, you know, like Ouija board. I remember things, weird things happened. I mean, strange things, right? I've had to sense cleanse, repent. Maybe some of you have engaged in occult things, Ouija board stuff. Those things are real. Those things, there's real power behind those things. So if you have, you don't have to share with anyone, sign up for deliverance ministry, all right? <laughs> sign up for it because those things can impact your life. I've, I've repented, I've gone through cleansing of, of, of those different things. But, you know, thank the Lord that the spiritual realm isn't all dark and isn't all evil and isn't it all black and isn't all full of death. I actually believe that all those things are counterfeits of good things from the Lord. That the Lord has in the spiritual realm good things. There's angelic beings. There's all these things of the Lord's, amazing things of the Lord's goodness. You know, some of you have heard the, the podcast or the Catalyst Stories. And uh, John Hino's doing a great job with Catalyst Stories. And um, uh, a few episodes ago, um, they had someone 
interviewed on there that shared this really powerful, dramatic experience of an encounter, not with dark things, but with things of the Lord. And so I thought, I'm going to have her come and share. And I thought, it, just, just to hear this amazing story. So I'm going to call up Andrea Lynn. Andrea Lynn's going to come up. Hi, Andrea. Good morning. <laughs> Is it on? You sure? Can you test it? Yeah, there it goes. Okay. Andrea, um, you know, I, I felt like the Lord put it on my heart to have Andrea share since we're kind of talking about spiritual things, and I thought her story is amazing, and so I, I texted her, and then actually, and I talked to her on the phone, and uh, when I talked to her on the phone, she said, oh, I thought this might happen one day. <laughs> so, Andrea, I just thought your story is, is an amazing, incredible encounter you had, mm -hmm. so um, maybe you could share a little background of, of your story. So I basically had to go pick up my son at uh, John Wayne Airport uh, one night after work, and I had to drive by myself. Uh, my husband got stuck having to take care of a coworker, and um, so I went and drove my son's car, which was a Toyota 4Runner, and I knew it was around 8 o'clock, and I said, okay, I need to get him something to eat. Stopped by Tokyo Central, picked up the sushi, got back on the freeway, and it was just shortly before 8 o'clock. It was already pretty dark by then, so... Anyone has seen the 405 the last couple of years? <laughs> There's been a lot of construction um, on the freeway on the right hand, on each of the right hand sides of each direction. And so I started, I got on the freeway and I was approaching like the 73, or almost to the airport. And I must have gotten confused or something, and I ended up in the construction zone. There you, was no. You know, I, I've almost done that with Dale, and she yelled, Where are you going? And <laughs> That was in the daytime, too, so <laughs> I yeah. understand what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah. So there was no barriers uh, that prevented me from going into the construction zone. Yeah. I always thought that they had them, and it wasn't very well lit. And so I, I, I went into the construction zone, and I realized, oh, no, this is not good. And something inside just said, just drive straight. Just drive straight. Don't go to the right or to the left. And I drove for about maybe 300 yards into the construction zone. I thought I could get out, you know, uh -huh, just by going yeah. straight. And I slowing down, like it, was, like it says to do, slow down, drive straight. And then I just hit an embankment, and mm -hmm. my car just stopped. And so I was just thinking, okay, what do I do now? It's dark, can't see too well, except for the headlights. So I ended up um, trying to back up. I tried to go forward. The car was just completely stuck. I couldn't go anywhere. And all my belongings, you know, fell from the front seat onto the front the front and the passenger. So Although Jonathan okay. Sushi. Yeah, the, sushi, <laughs> the floor, my purse and everything. But, you know, I thought, okay, I got to figure out what to do. Just turn off the car. I already tried it for like a minute going back and forth. And then I said, okay, let me call my husband Ken first. Let him know what's happening. I can't pick up our son because I'm stuck. And so... Um, so did you feel, were you scared? Actually, I was relatively calm yeah. during this whole time, oh. which was a little bit of a surprise, you know? I thought I'd be panicking because I couldn't yeah. see. I, yeah. was I was able to pick up my phone, you know, and I dialed um, AAA, uh -huh. asked for a tow truck, and someone, you know, they said, okay, we'll get someone to come. And so what happened after like five minutes or so, it was actually a highway patrolman that came. And he came up to the side of the car with a flashlight, and he was like, ma'am, 
uh, are you off-roading? <laughs> like, uh, no, I'm not. I'm kind of real stuck here, you know? And so she's like, okay, let me, don't get out of the car. Let me just survey the area and make sure everything's okay, knowing that tow truck driver is coming. And so I said, okay, I'll just stay in the car. Apparently he was taking pictures and things like that. So, uh-huh. yeah, so the tow truck driver came, seemed like a long time, maybe like 15, 20 minutes. And he had to back his car up to Uh the back of mine so that he could kind of pull me out. And he came around and took pictures, too. And he just said, the most important thing for me is to get you and your passenger to safety. And I looked at him like, passenger? I go, there's no passenger. He goes, are you sure? He goes, there's something in white and then you. And I'm like, no, no. I go, there's nothing. He goes, not even a dog? And I said, no, it's just me. And so I said, okay, you know, you didn't think, you don't think too much about it, right, (laughs) when when that happens. They took care of the car, it was on their flatbed, and then I was actually in the car with him, and that's when I was able to talk with him a little bit. And and then around the car, right? Yes, yes. There was, right? They showed me pictures, and I guess if I had tried to go forward, just like this much, it was like a five or six foot drop, a vertical drop. There was like nothing down there, just a drop. And then they also showed me pictures. If I went to the right, there was another five to six foot drop. And so it's a good thing. Something just said, go straight. Just drive straight, slow down, drive straight. Yeah, because yeah. you, you could have been seriously yeah, injured yeah. if you went to the right or, or straight. forward. Or yeah, and so I ended up getting pictures from that incident because they wanted to show me what was happening around me. Wow. And I was really surprised that if I had gone forward, really it would have been a straight vertical drop out. Oh, oh I get goosebumps there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I was, yeah, I did talk to the guy afterwards because I wanted to question him about what he saw in the car because apparently he saw something driving up. And he and I questioned him, like, Are you sh- did, what did you say you saw? He goes, oh, I saw something in white and I saw you. And I said, okay, I'm definitely by myself, but maybe I'm not by myself, you know, mm, right? Mm. I'm not alone. Wow, so, wow. Yeah. So, so what do you take away from this experience? Or you what? know, I thought a lot about this. I think there's two things. One thing is just I didn't really share this with anyone except my family. And somehow my husband's like, oh, you should tell the small group, like, what happened. And so I, I told our small group, and the reaction was kind of like what I heard coming out of here, like, oh, you know, like that thing? And I didn't think much about it. But, you know, it's like you should share, you know, when, someone, when God does something amazing in your life. And I guess the other thing is I think God really wants to be present mm. in your life, in, in small things like maybe a spoken word or something, or in the big things, mm. you know, something like this. And it just kind of teaches you how really real he is mm-hmm. and how present he really wants to be mm. in this day and age, especially. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's, that's, that's an amazing story. Andrea, thanks so much for sharing. Oh, and welcome. yeah, for, and you're not crazy. You're not <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I, not. I think I um, crazy. it's just a testament to the fact that there is a spiritual reality out there and thank the Lord that I feel like he sent an angel to watch over you, to guide you, protect you. Yes, so. and he's done that several times in my life. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. yeah. So. All right, thanks. Thank Let's give Andrea a hand. Andrea a hand.
the spiritual realm is real. It's real. And I believe this is just one of many testimonies. I've heard of many, several other people in their church who've had encounters with angels, very powerful encounters, have experienced, and we've all experienced, uh, many of us have experienced just the presence of the Lord, but the spiritual realm is real. And God wants to open our eyes and increase our awareness of the spiritual realm. You know, there's this amazing story in the Bible. It comes from 2 Kings chapter 5. And in this story, the king of Aram, which is modern-day Syria, well, the king of Aram, he was at war with Israel, the northern kingdom. They were at war, but whenever the king plotted, he would plot and make plans to try to attack Israel, somehow they would, like, know about it and be able to avoid his attack. And he was... It says that he was very frustrated, exasperated, angry. So much so that he thought, there must be a traitor in my council. There must be a traitor in our midst. So he says, who's the traitor? Who's the one that's betraying us? And then one of his advisors says, oh, oh no, my Lord. He said, there's this prophet in Israel. His name's Elisha. And it's as if God speaks to him, and it's as if he's in your very inner chamber when you're making your plans. And he's warning the king of Israel about your plans, about how you're planning to attack attack them, and he's keeping them safe. And so he says, okay, find out where this Elisha is at. And they go and they find out he's living in this town called Dothan. He's living in this town. So he, he dispatches a huge army to go get Elisha, capture him and maybe kill him because he's thwarting his plan. And so we'll pick this up, the story up, in 2 Kings chapter 6, just, for, just verses 15 through 17. Let me read it for you. It says, Now when the attendant of the man of God had risen early and gone out, so there's Elisha, he's in Dothan, he has this apprentice with him right he's an apprentice with him and it says the apprentice goes outside they don't know what's happening he goes outside behold an army with horses and chariots was circling the city and his servant said to him alas my master what shall we do so they're in dothan minding their own business this apprentice of elisha's he goes outside and he sees king the king of Aram's army, surrounding the city. Horses, chariots, a massive army. And he says, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. So he goes to Elisha. He says, Master, what are we going to do? What are we gonna do? We're surrounded by the king of Aram's army. This is what Elisha said. So he, Elisha, answered, do not fear. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. He says, hey, chill out. Don't be afraid. Because there's so many more with us. And I'm sure the attendant's going, what are you talking about? What? Who's with us? 
Then Elisha prayed and said, listen to this prayer. Oh, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Elisha is praying to God. He says, open my attendant's eyes so he could see what's happening spiritually. He's just so focused on physically what's around him, what his eyes could actually visibly see. Lord, open his eyes so he could see the spiritual realm and what is going on. Then this is what happened. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. You see, the attendant couldn't see. He was unaware. He was stuck in just the physical realm. He couldn't see the spiritual, but in reality, the armies of the Lord, the, the Lord's host was right there with Elisha and with the attendant. And because Elisha could see that, he wasn't fearful at all. He wasn't fearful at all. In fact, Elisha ends up going, this army, the Lord, blinds the Aramean army. They come up to Elisha, and then Elisha says, who are you looking for? And he goes, well, he's not here. Elisha talking to the army commanders. He says, I know where he is, follows me, follow me. And he leads the army so that they become surrounded by Israel's army. God wants to open your eyes. God wants you to be able to see there is so much more to life than this physical world. There's so much more reality going on than what you could see, taste, touch. There is a spiritual realm happening. And he wants you to see. Because there are some issues that can only be dealt with spiritually. Certain issues, certain issues in your life, certain issues that you are facing, certain issues that you will face in the future can only be addressed spiritually they can't be dressed physically they can't be dressed with your intelligence they can't be dressed with any amount of money you have they only can be addressed spiritually so god wants to open your eyes to see the spiritual realm and for you to understand so you will turn to the lord to help in addressing those spiritual things we know that we know that. We get caught up in living in this physical life, you know, work, what we're going to eat, all these things, hobby. We get caught up, but, but we know that. We know that there's so many more, more things out there in life beyond the physical realm. 
but you have to be able to address things properly. Here's, here's a little chart I made, addressing the issues. If it's a primarily physical issue, you have to address it physically. For example, if you broke your arm, okay, if you broke your arm, to get your arm fixed, right, generally, you should go to a doctor. You should go to a doctor to get your arm fixed, right? If you have psychological, emotional issues, primarily it's psychological, emotional, then you, to address it, you should go to a, a counselor or a therapist. Let's say you have financial issues. If you have financial issues, you should not go to your medical doctor, right? You should not go necessarily to a therapist unless, you know, there could be issues. But, but generally, if you have, you should go to a financial advisor. If you have spiritual issues, can't go to a medical doctor, can't go to a financial advisor, not even a therapist or counselor, you have to go to address it spiritually. And you have to go to Jesus. Jesus came to address spiritual things. Listen to what, why Jesus came. This is, Jesus says why he came. This is the beginning of his ministry, Luke chapter 4. He says this, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Jesus talking. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel, the good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim release to the captives spiritual captives, and recovery of sight to the blind. That's not physical sight. He's saying spiritual sight. He did heal people of blindness who are physically blind, but it was to show that he could give sight. To set free those who are oppressed, those who are in bondage, those who are struggling and trapped, those who don't know how to get out of their situation. To proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. To proclaim God's goodness, God's love, God's heart for you. We could be oppressed, captive, by many things. Past hurts, regrets, sin, addictions, unforgiveness, bad relationships, wrong thinking. We can be oppressed by many things. And although, let's go back to the chart, Damon. Although this is true, this chart is true, we have found, and I think many of you have experienced, a lot of times, for example, physical issues, people have physical pain or something, a lot of times there's not just a physical thing going on, but there are spiritual roots to the physical pain and physical ailments you're going through. People have emotional, psychological, and yes, it's good to go to see a counselor. It's good to address those things, to help them uncover things from your past, things from your growing up, things about the way you think. But also, a lot of times we found there are spiritual roots. For example, if you harbor unforgiveness, unforgiveness 
is the cause of a lot of physical, emotional pain, suffering, and bondage. Right? If you have financial issues, right, then you, you need to be wise. You need to go to a financial planner. You need to go to an accountant. You need to deal with it on a financial basis. But sometimes financial issues, there's spiritual roots about the way you view money, about money growing up in your family and how that affects your attitudes. And Jesus came to help and address the spiritual things that affect our physical life. You know, one time I remember a woman, I was right there. After service, a woman came up to me, and then she asked for prayer. She, and I said, oh, yeah, I'll be happy to pray. What's, what's going on? She said, I have like a frozen shoulder, and I have pain in my shoulder. She said, I can barely lift my shoulder. I said, okay. Well, let's, let me pray for you. And I go, I'm just going to ask the Lord. I'm just going to seek the Lord about what's going on. So I remember praying to the Lord, just myself. I was asking the Lord. And then I felt like the Lord said, there's issues of anxiety and fear going on in her life. And then so, uh, so I asked her, you know, I don't know if this is true. I just said, but I felt like the Lord's saying that there's like underlying issues of fear and anxiety. And she goes, oh, yeah. And then she shared these fears that she was concerned and been holding on to. So I said, okay, well, you know, the Lord doesn't want you to have those fears. In fact, harboring those fears, it's a, it's a sin. It's keeping you from the Lord. So I'm just going to lead you in a prayer to repent of your fear, to repent of your lack of trust in the Lord, to repent of these things, and to give them to the Lord. So she did that. Very simple prayer. She gave it to the Lord. And then I said, okay, now let me pray for your shoulder. I prayed for her shoulder. And then afterwards, short prayer, then she said, I go, okay, how do you feel? How, see how your shoulder's short. Oh, my God. And she's like, my, my shoulder's, my shoulder's good. My shoulder's, and I believe the Lord healed her. The Lord healed her. Now, if she went to a doctor or a physical therapist, would she have gotten healed? Maybe she would have gotten some, some relief from that. But I believe in that instance, there was a spiritual issue underlying her physical pain, her physical pain. Jesus wants to address and heal and remove all the bondages, all the things that keep us in captivity, all the things that oppress us. He wants to address those things he wants to open our eyes to the spiritual realm to see him so that he can address and ultimately jesus wants to address the most oppressive the worst enemy in this life that you will have you know what that is death death is the ultimate fear Death is the ultimate having a bad day. And we will all face death. 
And he cannot address death from a physical perspective. You cannot address and stave off death for, you know, you know, unlimited by going to a doctor. You cannot address death by going to a therapist. You cannot address death by going to your financial advisor. In fact, he'll just set you up so that your money could be passed along after you're gone. Death is a spiritual issue. And you could only address it in one way. Jesus. Jesus came. He submitted himself to death so that he could rise and conquer and defeat death and demonstrate to you and I he has the power to spiritually defeat death that will one day come for you. Some things, many things in life, can only be addressed spiritually. Jesus wants to open your eyes to those things. I'm going to call the worship team up now, and I'm going to call the, and this morning I just felt like um, we needed to have a prayer team available. So if you're on prayer ministry, could you come forward? If you, come on up, come on up and sit up here. And, um, yeah. And we're just going to have a few closing songs of worship by three songs. And while we're worshiping, um, I'm just going to ask the Lord to open our eyes. Open our eyes to him and open our eyes so that because he wants to address whatever is going on in our life. Now, when you come up for prayer, you, I just encourage you during worship, just come up for prayer. What can it hurt? What can it hurt? And it could make a huge difference in your life. Come up for prayer. Come up to receive prayer for whatever you're going through. And especially if you've never received Jesus, if you've never allowed him to come into your life to deal with the death that is, will come one day for all of us, if you want eternal life, forgiveness of sin, salvation, relationship with the Father, just come up for, just to re receive prayer. And you just say, you know what? Yeah, I, I felt like the Lord has opened my heart and my eyes. I want eternal life. I want to know the love of God. I want to know his forgiveness of all the things I've done wrong. I want to know his peace then just share that with them and they'll be happy to pray with you to receive the Lord. Okay, let that work for us. Lord, I just feel the cry of the blind man as he cried out to Jesus. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And Lord, 
to the blind man, you went to him. You asked him what he wanted, and he said he wanted to see. And you healed him of his blindness. Lord, I pray you would heal the blindness that's here, the blindness in my life, God. The blindness that we have to the things of the spirit, to the spiritual realm, to the reality of who you are, to the life that you want to give and call us to, to your love, to your ability to touch and remove every bondage, Lord, to set us free, God, to help us to experience your favor and the goodness of God. Lord, open our eyes, open our hearts to you. And stir in us faith, Lord, and belief and a, a willingness, God, to bring all the things that are we're going through to you, that we might receive your touch, your goodness, that you might address the things that hinder our lives. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, come and move. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So as we worship, I just want to invite you, encourage you, don't hesitate, just come on up to receive prayer. Herman Bush would love to, to pray for you. Thanks. Thank you so much for joining us for our online service. Hope you will join us in person sometime. It would be great to see you and meet you. Don't forget to subscribe to our Catalyst YouTube channel so you don't miss out on anything. And be blessed this week. And as always, thank you, Jesus.